You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we began our annual home series where we explore the mission of the church and how that is distinctively fleshed out in our local context at Broadmoor. Pastor Josh Brady preached this first week from Hebrews 10, verses 19 through 25. This passage reminds us that we are saved only by what Jesus has accomplished on our behalf. And it also talks about the importance of we, as members of the body, encouraging and stirring one another toward the lives that God has called us to live. All of our discussion on today's podcast centers around these things, and I hope it's encouraging and challenging to you. Thanks for listening in. This is After the Message. Welcome to the podcast this week, guys. Hi, Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good good to see all of you. It is great to be seen. It is. It is. Hey, so uh, so on the podcast today, we've we've got a bunch of our regulars and and someone who's actually never been on. I don't think an irregular, an irregular. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'll introduce our irregularity in a minute. Um, So we got Sean Sean Selman in the room. We got Josh Braddy. We've got Cliff Harden is our irregular. So, uh, Cliff, it's good to have you on the podcast. And Thank then, you. Uh, good to be here. Mark Evans, and of course, as always, Chase Hammock, right, producing Chase. things today. So, uh, anyway, good to have you guys in the room. And, uh, Cliff, we expect big things from you today. So, uh, no pressure. I'm going to bring it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, everybody had a good weekend? Yeah, great weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, lots. Lots of things happening. Kids went back to school last yeah. Thursday. Oh, right. yeah. Public school did in Madison County, and it was yeah. fantastic. We uh, a <laughs> little bit of little bit of move in in college oh, right yeah. now. Yes, yeah, so I know. We, I saw so many I'm posts on social media of people moving yeah. their, their kids into dorms, and so we uh, it's like yeah, we moved we moved our son in on Saturday, and it was like it was Madison move in day. Yeah, <laughs> like everywhere we looked, there were there were people from Broadmoor. Uh, yeah. Moving their kids into Mississippi State University, so I love it. Um, so it yeah. was it was kind of a cool moment uh, to see people you know, and so yes. knowing you're sending your kid off yeah. with some others that he's familiar with and mm. and has done life with. So we have four ahead. years until Gideon, if the Lord would allow it, him Man. to go to college. But when I well, look at these pictures of people going to the dorms, I think dorm life's changed since I went oh, to college. Oh yes, it oh has. yes. Like I remember oh, yeah. Cinder. Like I, I lived in the football dorm, right? So we didn't get really nice dorms, and so it was like Cinder Block. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know if I had sheets uh, on my bed. Right. Like you look at these things, like hotel rooms, dude. Yeah. Like they're awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. What changed? What happened? You got to coordinate and all that kind of stuff. It's you see crazy. that mostly in the girls' dorms too. Like I, I think the guys just don't care, you right? Know, or at least not as much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So she's in a place for the snacks, man. That's right. Uh, well, uh, yeah. So all that excitement, all that energy, Lots you know, it, it translated to Sunday. I mean, Sunday was yeah. so great. It was awesome. And, I mean, you know, we always know that this this is a day when uh, sort of that first Sunday after school starts. It's move up Sunday, and uh, like everybody's here. You know, football season hasn't started yet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you've got everybody in the room. Um, man, I mean, it was uh, there was just such energy. Uh, around it, and, and we we crammed a lot into our our time of worship yesterday, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> it was a whole lot of stuff. I mean, we yes. did the uh, we recited the Apostles' Creed together. We talked about life groups. We uh, we celebrated Move Up Sunday. We had four year olds join us in the room. We had 
Baptism Lord's two baptisms. Baptism. I mean, we we testimony on a mission trip to Kenya. Yes, we did it all. Licensed somebody into ministry to end the day. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was like, can we cram all the life of the church into one, one little, little And on compact? that same day, can our pastor please preach longer than is allotted time? <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, in our planning meeting, I told him, like, Mike was like, oh, we got to cut something. I was like, no, man, I'll, I'll cut my sermon. It'll, you know, just give me 25 minutes. <laughs> no, in good well, I wasn't taking 25 minutes. And he was like, cool, okay. So I get up there on stage in the, I have a clock that I look at right in front of me, and it said 35 minutes, and it started counting backwards. Like, in my head, I thought, they didn't change it sad day for them <laughs> i was like i'm taking every every bit and then i got done it was like negative nine by the time uh, i got done so yeah i think and i think when you when we were planning and, and you said hey just change the change the sermon time i think i asked are you sure <laughs> and he's oh yeah 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 no it's fine i can do it i, I can think do it. i said if it makes you feel better you can change it <laughs> oh okay anyway, well, it was a great time we had a big time well now i know that about awesome. that subtext i'm not going to change it anymore so. well you didn't change it it was still 35 uh, minutes <laughs> Uh, oh, well, no, but really, it was. I mean, even though it was a, it did run longer than than our typical services. Uh, uh, it was great, like really, really good, mm. and uh, so um, it you know. felt casual for some reason. Like it was my shirt. Inf- well, maybe <laughs> I think that was part of it, but I also thought the way you introduced, uh, welcomed the K Force, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Yeah, uh, it was just chill it was fun i mean it's you know welcoming them celebrating them having them stand on the chairs i think it just kind of set a good feel for who we are as a church and how we want to operate and during worship time and putting those families at ease because i know you know i've i've been there two different times Mm -hmm. where you're sitting there going this is going to be a disaster because my kid's (laughs) gonna be the one that's right but just putting them at ease and say look this is life of the church we are we welcome this we know there's going to be disruptions we know they're gonna i mean and all the stuff and just putting the family at just giving them that permission allowed everybody to breathe Mm -hmm. and and be there and even rattling the you know the the snack bags and and everything yeah and it's really well done and i think even even your ending of reminding parents, you never know what your kid's going to catch. Yeah. And they're catching a lot. A lot of mm-hmm. stuff. They're, they're, mm-hmm. pi- they're picking up. They're not just hearing the Word of God. They're not just hearing the music. They're also observing their mom and dad set aside time to sit down in a chair yep. and to hear God's Word preached, to see them engage it. And so mm-hmm. so their kids, it's, it's why we, we emphasize families worshiping together so yep. much because your kids are picking up mm-hmm. on so many things that you don't even think about and so for for moms and dads that are engaging that have your kids there even though you're wrestling with them even though you're maybe even crawling on the floor trying to retrieve something it's okay it Mm -hmm. is okay because god is doing a work there that you may not even know about so so just keep on right so so i think there are are, uh, a few things that we did sunday that that would be worth just talking briefly about Uh, one we started the service in a in a way that's well we have baptism that we we typically do that we do that a lot uh, but uh, we recited the Apostles' Creed together, which was uh, yeah. you know, that's not typical for us. Yep. Um, and so, you know, but I think on a day like yesterday, where we were talking about, you know, we started the home series. We're talking about unity within the body, and and not just our local body, but mm-hmm. you know, with the mm-hmm. church worldwide. Um, it was such a great connection to to. Uh, again, to the broader church, but also the historical church. Um, and to, to realize that we are we are 
we are a part of something mm-hmm. that's much bigger than our local context. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that that felt really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I don't know, you know, if you don't come from a liturgical background, um, that may have felt really, really different you right. know, if you were sitting in the room. So I, I heard a lot, you know, I hear quite a lot of feedback anyway on most given Sundays, but yesterday in particular about the Apostles' Creed and how for, for so many people that aren't liturgical, like they don't come from a background that is more rote in how it's going to unfold. They know exactly how, like there's going to be a scripture reading here. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a recitation here. There's going to be a, a, a responsive reading here. Um, but for, for the people who haven't normally done that, and the way you set it up was beautiful because it connected us, honestly, to the ancient church. Mm-hmm. Like it, many times, if we're not careful, we can think church is modern and it's cool and it's hip and the music and the light. Man, there's something beautiful about saying something that people were saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before the canonized scripture was put together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like for, for us to, to go back and say the exact same words that they would be saying is something beautiful. And it's not just words to say, that is a statement of belief. Yeah. And that's why the Apostle Cre- Apostles' Creed was so important that, that essentially the church would gather and they would reaffirm their belief to one another. And so, in reciting that, they they would say, "This I believe. This I stand on. This is this is me clinging to my mm-hmm. faith without wavering." Right. So that's yeah. what we talked about in Hebrews. So part of why we did that is is to do that very thing is to connect us with our brothers and sisters from from long days past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did a great job setting it up. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, the, two other things we observed, which we we often do, but I think it would be worth talking about. So we observe baptism at the beginning of the service and Lord's Supper at the end of the service, both ordinances. Mm-hmm. And, and you talked about the ordinances of the church uh, yesterday. Uh, so, but let's 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 briefly just just remind ourselves one that you know these things don't extend grace to us, right? So it's a reminder of God's grace to us, right? So anything you guys want to want to just say about that? I mean, so yeah, just what you said. I think oftentimes we don't realize that 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 is uh, that is a concept that really separates us, not as the universal church, but it separates us denominationally, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so for for us as Baptists, we believe that. Christ's grace has been extended to us when we accept him and we've placed our faith in him. We've, we've gotten the full amount of his grace. Right. Like it has covered us. It is complete. It is, we don't have to earn in any of his grace. And so, um, and so oftentimes people think, or, or another, another belief is, is that by participating in certain ordinances and certain practices that when I do that, I now receive another piece of God's grace and that we, we don't believe that mm-hmm. we believe that Christ's grace has been extended fully toward mm-hmm. us and so as we're baptized we we are saying to the world and, and, and a reminder to ourselves that we have as we say we've been buried with Christ in baptism mm-hmm. right because of who Christ is his death on the cross his resurrection our sins are covered, forgetting, for, forgotten, forget, forgiven. I, 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 yeah, that's I a cool ran, word to add I ran, together. I, I think you said I, I forgetting. Ran, I kind of <laughs> ran those two words together. So um, the the other thing is like in baptism, like we believe in baptism by submersion, mm-hmm. which um, a picture of being buried with Christ, but also the fact that we have been fully covered in his grace. Like mm-hmm. we are in Christ completely. 
Um, and then we often say when coming up out of the water and we're raised to walk in the newness of life, all because of the fullness of God's grace. Yes. And so mm. same thing with Lord's Supper, just a reminder of who Christ is and what he's done yeah. instead of earning something for us. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. So That's good. And I, and I think it's important for us to, to make that distinction too, because again, you know, for someone, there are people in our church who come from different traditions and different mm-hmm. backgrounds. And yeah. so... Uh, for us to be clear about, you know, our our belief in that regard, I think is good. Um, so, uh, so Josh, you know, you, you preach from Hebrews uh, chapter ten Sunday, and uh, um, man, you know, it was it was as always, it was it was a great message, and I, I think, you know, for me, as I'm reflecting back on it, you know, there were so many things that stood out, and, I, and we'll try to hit as many things as we can in our time. But one thing particularly that I think there was some really good context that I gleaned from, from it is I thought about this passage in a way I didn't, I hadn't before, uh, verse 25, where it talks about not neglecting to meet together. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've always thought of that in a, in the context of, you know, Sunday morning, you know, like the church, well, you should come to church on Sunday mornings. Don't (laughs) neglect to meet together. Um, you know, but, but you've sort of framed it up in a way that it's, it's, it's like, it's, it really moves beyond that to being the church together and living life together. Because you mentioned small groups, you mentioned, you know, and I think it was like, oh, yeah, well, why wouldn't it mean that, mm-hmm. you know, as I, as I thought about it? And so, you know, I, I, that was just, that was really, really helpful. It's refreshing to think of it that way. I think, you know, if, if you grow up listening to, um, or you have the frame for what you should do or shouldn't do, this verse is used as a weapon to say, the Bible says, "Don't guilt you." Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rather than seeing it as man, it's it's, it's joy and it's freedom to be able to. Uh, it, it's life giving right. to say, "Hey, don't 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 skip out on getting together. Don't don't right. miss meeting together." And that might be over coffee with a, another brother. Mm-hmm. It might be a small group of folks. It might be a life group. Right. It does include joining together for worship. That's right. But that's not the only picture, the lens that we look mm-hmm. at this verse through. It's it's the beauty of us as a family coming together in community. Well, I think the larger context, too, because it's talking about, you know, just before that, saying consider how to stir one another on mm-hmm. to right. you know, right. love and good works. I'm like, well. It's hard to do. Uh, so, yeah. So if the only encouragement you're getting from others is mm-hmm. in the context of the Sunday morning worship, right. it's like, well, that's not it's not really all that helpful, you know, but, but if we're doing that consistently, Mm -hmm. uh, day after day, as we're, we're in one another's lives, Mm -hmm. well, that to me, that makes a whole lot more sense. So, but to do that, and I think this is, as I was reading through and praying through and, and, and even just in life, like anecdotal evidence from talking to people like this is hard to do unless there is trust in the group. Right. So, so I I don't even know if we would prescribe for somebody you know, if, if you don't know the people, just to say, oh, well, here, here are nine random people. Why don't you go there and bare your soul to them? Uh, I, I don't know if I would say that would be the, the most prudent thing to do, right? right. Um, I, I think there's something beautiful about doing life with one another. The, the fact that when, when we look at the New Testament church, they did gather for worship, but when they did, they came, honestly, as groups. They, they came as family units, and they came together, and they were to worship together, and then they would leave, and they would go to, to each other's house, and they would eat and sit. And so, like, I think on my own life, and I, I think of the people that, you know, quote, unquote, we do life with, like my wife and I, my kids and I, like, that's different than Sunday morning. I, 
I think we gain a lot from Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like we gain encouragement, we gain um, refinement, we we gain the fact that we are being reminded when we sing gospel-centered songs and hear gospel-centered sermons, and we have an opportunity to give in a, in a, in a heart and a posture of worship. But we have probably been more transformed around the back porch of some of our friends' house mm-hmm. where we sit and it's late and we've been there four or five hours and finally somebody says, hey, this is going on in my marriage. Have you ever struggled with that? Mm. That's something beautiful. Like, yeah. like there's something there that, that causes you to be stirred up to love and to do good works, mm-hmm. to take an honest assessment of your life uh, and, and, and to, to wrestle with that. And so I, if you don't have that, I think there's... I think you're missing out. I think you're missing out on 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 an expression of the grace already extended to us in the local church. Yeah. yeah. But don't even don't get discouraged if you don't have that just yeah. yet because it that's not something like you said. You don't jump no. into that. Right. That starts with with coffee, with going to somebody's house for dinner and you're I mean even down to finding out what they do for a living. It starts there and then builds. Yeah. You you yeah. I, you yeah. Can't it's a very rare person that jumps straight into that. Can I, it, it takes can I, time. Let me, let me add a little bit to that. So I always think it's important too. So we we dismiss from corporate worship here mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. That space between there and life group, don't forget those conversations are important too. Oh, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That, like, that's so an awesome time that, in our church. That mm-hmm. That could very well be the starting point of you connecting with someone like you said, mm-hmm. like you may not have it yet, but there may be a connection. You might discover you have some common interest or maybe some common connection, and it may start right there. And I think what I would say to that is mentioning back porches and that time is I think we have a tendency as all people to separate our life into what is sacred and what is secular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And if we're not careful, sacred. the everyday moments – could very well be very sacred moments. Mm -hmm. And so don't, I think guard against the fact that God can do something outside of the 930 to 1030 time slot on Mm. Sunday mornings. Like he is at work all the time. And so to see life as sacred um, as a whole and to not miss out on this. You know, and I think, I think that's even a better way of articulating. I think what I tried to say earlier, it's just this, that idea of, of not creating that separation, separation. Right? Mm-hmm. like and seeing it all as mm-hmm. it gets all sacred, and um, yeah, yeah, that's. I good. think I think we all miss it. Like like mm-hmm. there are moments that we forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, God is with us. That's right. And, and to go, uh, you know, that the reformers of of way years past, they they had this idea of Coram Dio, the, the idea of ever before the face of God, and uh-huh. and you know, I think when we see everything as sacred and not not a separation of secular and, and sacred. We have a tendency when we think it's secular, I'm going to live secularly. I'm, I'm going to live in a way that maybe isn't as holy, like God isn't as holy, or I'm not going to defame him if I take part or, or if I do this thing because he's over here, and I'm going to reserve this section right. for my best, right? Mm-hmm. But when we understand that we are always and ever before the face of God, and that's not a bad thing, like it shouldn't be a right. guilt that's or right. shame yeah. thing, That's right. but it should be an honor thing to say, mm-hmm. man, Everything is holy. Everything mm-hmm. is sacred. Therefore, I can live my life with everything that I do, what I listen to, what I watch, the things I take part in, the people that I go, like all of it is for his glory. There's something beautiful there as well. Like there's not a tension anymore that I have to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. So we had another, I think, another reminder uh, Sunday. You know, so the passage, so we were, again, in Hebrews chapter 10, we started in verse 19. And uh, I think just those first two verses, 19 and 20, uh, we were reminded that, you know, coming into God's presence has nothing to do with us. Like, it's not because of anything we've done. I mean, you know, it's it's only by the blood of Jesus and the, the grace extended to us. Um, and uh, so I, that whole topic, like, we spent a lot of time in our life group talking about that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not... The, the crazy thing is, is it's not something that, that we haven't talked about before. Like we talk about it a lot, right. you know, it's this, it's this, this struggle and this tension that, that people wrestle with about, you know, okay, I have to, this feeling that I have to do something mm-hmm. to earn God's favor, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's just such a, that's such a prevalent yeah. struggle for people. It, it, it is for me. Often, and I sometimes it's I don't even recognize it until I'm quiet enough to sense that I'm doing that again. But it's um, it's a hiding or a shame that that makes me feel like I'm not safe with him, and so I will maybe communicate with him, but it's it's not open, it's not vulnerable, it's not free. Um, there's a there's a correlation between my intimacy and my track record of my behavior. Mm. And and I think that's a constant truth that we have to always bring back to our the forefront of our mind of I'm free with him. Mm-hmm. Not because I did or did not have my quiet time, not because I have been on a mission trip recently or you know, I have uh, I, I'm 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 living the right life, so now I'm safe with him, and I, th- I think it's a it's a trap we fall into because we're conditioned, and I think it's just human nature. We want to earn, mm-hmm. we want to earn favor from God, we want to earn favor from other people. To allow ourselves to be loved freely by Him mm-hmm. is uh, is key. What correlates with that for me, what it, that also leads to, is not feeling the freedom to be loved by other people. So um, I, I will feel like I need to achieve to allow even brothers to love me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's all wrapped in there. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find that nostalgia plays a big part in in your, your relationship with God and how you process that in the sense of <clears throat> maybe there was a season of life long, long time ago. It's always long, long time ago in my mind, even though I feel super young. Um, that you look back and you say, man, that, that season, I think, I think back to college, right? So before I did vocational ministry, I feel like that season for me was the sweetest so mm. far with my walk with the Lord, mm. that I, I studied the Bible because I loved it alone, because I would sit up at night and just read for hours only because I wanted to know his love more. And, and, and I study the Bible for hours now, but it's different. Like even, even if I'm doing my Bible reading plan, like I still, I'll read it and think, well, how would I teach this? What, what illustration mm-hmm. would go here? What, how, what application? And, and so I, I look back on that day and there's a bit of nostalgia that goes back to say, okay, well, if that, that season was so sweet, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. What, 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 
what holiness was I walking in, or at least what what areas of, of spiritual disciplines was I practicing in that moment? And so there's a lot of times that we will allow nostalgia or the thoughts of the past mm-hmm. to drive our behaviors today, right. mm-hmm. to say, well, I just need to get back there. I just need to right. do those same things and experience those same things. And and I think, honestly, that, that that's not taking a shot at people who like a certain song or a certain certain style. It's just true of who we are. And so, man, when, when we understand that this this sanctification is a process, mm-hmm. and by God's grace, we're not who we were, man, we, we don't have to be held to right. who we were or what we've done that God is calling us into deeper waters. Mm-hmm. And so I pray, like this is true, I pray this is true, right? So there's still a mystery here that, you know, 20 years past college, it feels strange to even say that, 20 years past <laughs> college, but 20 years past college I feel I'm in much deeper waters mm-hmm. than I ever thought possible 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I felt like 20 years ago was much safer yeah, uh, and sweeter and mm-hmm. more more intimate. Uh, and who knows if that's even true? Because right. maybe if the Lord would allow it, I have 20 more years. Um, you might say the same thing about now. It's exactly right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think what you said too, you can't turn it into a formula. Yeah. You know. But we try to. Whatever the recipe was back then, let's try mm-hmm. to recreate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the worst legalism. Yep. That's right. Well, yeah, and I and I think it's that same sort of nostalgia idea that, that drives people even into that this mentality that we have mm-hmm. to earn That's right. God's favor. I I had a conversation with a, a guy over lunch yesterday, um, who who it was his first time at Broadmoor. Wow. And uh and you know we we just got to talking and he was talking about the 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 church that he grew up in or the tradition that he grew up in was he was very much uh, he was he was talking about how refreshing it felt you know to be at Broadmoor and and sort of the uh particularly the message around God's grace and and all of that but but the tradition that he grew up in it was like if you have any unrepentant sin in your life mm. like you you're going to hell. Like, so you're, you're constantly having to evaluate. And I'm like, gosh, what a, what an exhausting stressor. But, but I mean, that, that is in, in, and that's why I loved like in verse 22, when you, uh, you mentioned, uh, so the, the, the verse says, uh, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And you talked about how God, has given us a new heart. And mm-hmm. and then in the context, like even when we choose to sin, like that new heart somehow draws us back to mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. Like so it acknowledges the fact that we are still we're still sinners and, yeah. and we're still going to to uh to to you know fall victim to that. Um but you know there's something in us that that God has given us this new heart that mm-hmm. draws us back to him. And uh, thank the Lord. That's yeah, his, that's his grace God. that he yeah. has changed our hearts like that. And so it's this 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 whole conversation that we had about you know just you know no when I mean when you accept Christ like you are forgiven mm. like you are you are you are a new creature you've been given a new heart and um, yeah it, Cliff was talking about this was this pre show about the curtain yeah oh, yeah yeah so I, I think we really underestimate the when when the 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 veil around the Holy of Holies was torn from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get this idea uh, when that happened that it was like, um, you know, somebody's curtains that are ripped, you know, in, in a house or something. Mm-hmm. Kids are playing underneath it and they tear the curtains. I mean, um, 
we don't have in the Bible what that specifically looked like, but um, things outside the Bible and writings from other writers, I mean, it was it was massive, massively thick, which separated man from uh, the, the from really the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus when Jesus died on the cross, that was torn from top to bottom as a symbol that man is no longer separated from mm-hmm. God anymore. That God lives inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, Mike, just after what you just said um, in verse uh, twenty three. Because of that, um, let us hold fast uh, the confession of our hope without wavering, for he uh, who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, you know what? You're going to do good. You're going to do well. You'll be all right. You'll probably make it. You you know, just, just hold fast. With, nah, it has none of that. It's he who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm. He's the one who did it. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not us. Right. Yeah. Love it. And and this is what I think what that guy's doing, and it's what we have a tendency to do is, whenever we sin, we put that curtain back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so exactly, it's, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's a battle every Dude, day. That's of, profound, bro. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, mm. Cliff had it. I just Sheesh. was building on it. Let's go. <laughs> no, you took it. So so good. So it's yeah. If you could take that sort of illustration further, so it's like you know, over and over and over again, we're trying to tear that curtain. That's exactly right. And we're yeah. trying to do it. It's this constant effort, right. yeah. 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 And if you remember, I mean, so one priest could go in there once a year and under the right conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. we're separating ourselves from God when we do that. Can you mm-hmm. imagine? Like, I've never Terrible. in all of my thoughty, thoughting, what thought is going on <laughs> in all of my thinking Forget, on God. Guy. See, you, you messed me up, <laughs> jumbling words together. And all of my thinking on God never had the mental image of me trying to put that like, can you mm. imagine? Because it was like there. There are some thoughts that, like, feet thick. Mm. That this yeah. this curtain was was super tall and super wide and and feet thick. That we, in some ways, are just trying to put it back up yes. in ourselves and say, "Don't uh, don't look at me. Don't that, see me. I don't I don't want." Th- mm. That's hiding. Man. Mm. That's how we hide. That's yeah. right. unbelievable. Yeah. How silly that would look. Mm. But we do. That's it. what we do. Uh, or, or even worse, some... God, God is separated from us. So yeah. we are, we are, we are putting that veil back between us and God, who's saying yeah. that's not there, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come, I am right here with you. Yeah. Uh huh. That's good. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to spend some more time thoughting about that. Thoughting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm create a T-shirt. Hey. <laughs> thoughting on the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, what's going on over there, man? Uh, you okay, Chase? <laughs> uh, hey, just your to face l- is the color of your shirt. Just to land it. And this is where I think it's so cool. I'm trying to help you out, Chase. We're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. Here's where I think it's so cool. You, 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 you go to a worship service. You hear the gospel preached. The truth is preached, and, and, and you pray that the Lord transforms. But this message of grace and understanding the freedom that we have with him that is the foundational truth that we've got to really internalize and believe in order to step into a life group to then do what Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 says, yeah. is to continue to meet together in such a way where you are known and you let and you allow others to be known by you. Mm-hmm. Well, if we don't have this understanding of grace, mm-hmm. that, the, that the curtain has been torn, we are safe with him, then how effective are we going to be 
at showing that sa- that same type of grace and yeah. freedom to others. We're, mm. we're just not. That's right. um, we're going to be protective, and we're going to expect other people mm. to be protective. If we don't have this truth, and if the gospel is not clearly preached to us, we don't have the foundation to go into groups and do what we say groups need to be. Mm. It becomes a competition between me and the others. So um, down in uh, verse 24, uh, consider how uh, to stir one another up uh, to love and good works. Mm-hmm. If I am not free in Christ and free in myself, then it's a competition between other people because mm-hmm. I'm right. trying to look good. I'm trying to be important. Right. I'm trying to earn mm. earn that favor you talked about earlier. Mm. It's through Jesus that I am <clears throat> I'm released from all that and – I can help build someone up That's right. and help encourage others. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, love, admirable. If anything is worthy of praise, think mm-hmm. on these things. <clears throat> it's about the helping someone else. It's not all that that verse is about, but it's, it's also about helping someone else be what they need to be in Christ, in that discipleship, mm-hmm. and caring for someone and encouraging them to be yeah. what God right. wants yeah. them to be. And I think it's... We've communicated that our discipleship mm-hmm. wording model, however you want to say it, care, guide, encourage. Like you see that here in scripture, and, and to me, the caring part is the like I've got to know you, mm-hmm. and you've got to know me, so that I can go. Hey, I'm hearing about where you are in your journey with Christ, and I'm not expecting you to be like me, and I'm not trying to be like you, but we all recognize that we're on this journey together. So how can I? How can I encourage you? How can mm-hmm. I how can I go, oh yeah, that's the truth of God. Yes, you need to pursue that. Let me encourage you. Let me stir you up to right. continue to pursue Christ and to do the things he's called you to do. And you do the same for me. If if mm-hmm. I leave any one of those pieces out, yeah. I, I fall into this comparison trap and this competition. Mm-hmm. Right? So I've got to be known so that I know how to encourage like you know how to encourage me, I know how to encourage you, and we need to do it according to God's truth. Like those three things have to be together. Every piece. That's right. Mm-hmm. And forsake not the gathering together. There's a part in that where um, God has called, God has created me a unique individual. And he's given me things that I see, things he tells me. Um, when I come together with you and with other people, um, if I'm not there, there's something that God has given me that is not there. Mm-hmm. Um and the same thing with someone else. So if the, we're we're more together than when we're not. Mm-hmm. So if um, and if I say, you know what, I don't need that. What I'm saying is, there's something God has put inside of me. In essence, God has put something inside of me that they don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's it's it not is, always about we, us. N- no, yeah, right. right. You're not only depriving yourself; you're that's depriving right. the body of Christ. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff, guys. Yeah, um, man, we're just about out of time. But uh, any uh, any other last minute thoughts you want to you want to jump into before we? No, I think I think it's a great kickoff to to the home series. You know, we we do <laughs> we do it every year. Katie, <laughs> my wife said, "Are you doing home series again?" I was like, "Babe, we like I've done this when we we're at New Palestine. We were there eight and a half years, and I did it." We, a version of it. We call it expectations, but it's similar, uh, essentially the same thing. And it, we did it for seven years. It's like, we've done it for three years here. Of course <laughs> we're going to do it. We do it every August. And it's simply a reminder um, of of who we are as a church. And and hopefully there are going to be some distinctives about Broadmoor that, that you're going to to say, okay, if, if I'm 
trying to sort out where is God calling me as a, as, a, as a person or where is God calling my family to come and connect to, to be a part of, hopefully in that distinctives, you're, you're going to be able to, to discern what the Lord's will is for your life. But hopefully also that wherever you go, these expectations or, or this, this idea of what a home church should be, should be pretty large scale church. Um, it, it should be found in all other churches, at least I hope that are Bible-believing, Scripture-preaching churches. So when we jump into this coming week, there are going to be more distinctives as to what makes Broadmoor Broadmoor. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, Love great. that. Love that. Something to look forward to. And we and we had foundations class uh, yeah. on Sunday, so so there's, you know, which covers a lot of this material. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of the conversation we've been focusing on today really I think is 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 a good reminder for us about the importance of being involved in a group right. of some sort mm-hmm. life groups small groups That's right. um, and so again we, we talked about it on Sunday but uh, if if you haven't been involved in a group we would encourage you to explore it mm-hmm. um, talk to someone uh, call the church office you know on Sunday go to the Connect Center. Uh, look online. Uh, we would love for you to explore all the groups that we have Absolutely. available, and and begin to build those kinds of relationships that that you know do just what we've been talking mm-hmm. about Perfect. during this hour. So, um, guys, great conversation. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being a part of it today. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to next week. Love doing life with you. Love you guys. Love you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with others, and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.